Welcome to Hello Government, the podcast. As always, I'm your host, Abdullah, and today I'm joined by, with Darius Johnson. How are you doing, Darius? Hey, hey, hey. Doing great. Glad to be here. So, first question is the obvious one. How did you get started? How did I get started? Well, I've always had um, a performance background. I started doing theater about uh, twelve when I was 12 years old, and uh, I was hooked. I started in school. And yeah, that just, that just took over my life. I mean, I realized that, uh, I had a knack for, uh, really being big and broad on stage and I loved it and I wasn't afraid. I, I, I had a lot of friends at the time who were, you know, we were all young, so, you know, we we're all, you know, fearful and whatever, but I had a lot of friends who it made them nervous and I was like, Whoa, this doesn't make me nervous. I love it. And so I loved being on stage and I had a, uh, a knack for remembering lines and I thought that was cool and I was like I, you know I can remember Shakespeare and I can uh, this is awesome um and so I continued doing that up until um my you know like senior year of high school and that's when I realized I think I want to keep doing this I think I want to actually understand this pursue it because uh in my high school it was kind of treated as like an extracurricular where, you know, people didn't really care about it because people cared about the football team that could never go anywhere, but it was a sport, so that's what they cared about. But, um, yeah, I realized that this is something I really want to study. So then I went to undergrad, and I spent uh, four years there getting my undergrad degree and, uh, and BA in theater, with a minor in dance. And then after that, I told myself, I need more training. I, I, I need to understand this just a little bit more, a little bit more finer. And I got my master's in performing arts. Now, backtrack a little bit here. Back in undergrad, my sophomore, soft, no, junior, my junior year of undergrad, it was our winter break. And I was on campus, I had an apartment, and so I was just enjoying winter break, you know, relaxing and scrolling through stuff, as we all do with, you know, like streaming networks and stuff. And I was on Netflix, and I came across this documentary that I've, I, I was like, I've seen this before, I've heard of it, and I do not like documentaries. At the time, I didn't really like them. I like them more now. I definitely like them more now and have an appreciation for them. But at the time documentary to me was like, oh, boring. And I saw this documentary and I was like, hmm, I don't really like documentaries, but I think I'm going to watch this because it kind of piques my interest. And it was the documentary, I Know That Voice. Now, for those who don't know this documentary, please go watch it because it is literally a documentary dedicated to voice actors, what we do behind the mic, how it all works, character work, 
some of the big names in the industry from Mark Hamill to Mel Blanc, like just, it's an amazing documentary, but um, you know, I honor and bow down to this documentary every day because this is the documentary that got me to where I am today. And it means the world to me. Um, I watched that documentary and this has never happened to me in my life, but I paused that documentary in the middle of it and said, why am I not doing this? Why am I not doing this? Now, pause one more time, backtrack to my childhood from like birth until today for the rest of my life. (laughs) Animation has always been my thing. Animation has been like my safe place. You know, there's always that, you know, that, that phrase of, you know, go to your happy place, go to your safe place. That was in front of the TV watching cartoons for me. And I know to some people watching their child do that, that might be like, oh, my God, you're rotting your brain or you can't sit in front of the TV all day and, you know, all these things. But to me, it was it was this art form that like I could breathe, I could feel relaxed, I could laugh and it made me so happy. And so while I'm studying theater and all these things, I just constantly watch cartoons and I know about all of them and who creates them. And I watch the credits and all this stuff. And then I watch this documentary and I'm like, wait, there's this, there's this art form where like you could be a cartoon character or you need to understand cartoons, but it's also theatrical and performing. Why am I not doing this? So, uh, when I went to grad school, there was an animation department. So I began to network with the animation department, doing small little voiceover roles from um, Walla to um, ADR to, you know, original characters, anything I could do to to be behind the microphone, anything. And uh, that really, really added a a boost to my kind of already interest to VO. And so once I graduated, I just kind of like took off and... Long story short, you know, pandemic hit in the middle of pandemic. I moved to L.A. and now I am on the West Coast. I used to be on the East Coast and I'm not sure when I'm going back yet, but I am very happy here. And was that challenging for you getting into the business during the pandemic, which was ironically a time when the business was trying to adapt to recording from home and what have you? Yeah, I mean, before the pandemic, I was already doing VO, um, but I was just doing small stuff here and there that was just, you know, fun. I was living in uh, Washington, D.C., and I was pursuing theater out there, so that was kind of my main bread and butter. You know, I was doing, goodness, like five to seven different things from teaching to understudying to being in shows to I was a preschool teacher, you know, so I didn't have obviously all the time in the world that I realized you need to dedicate to VO. So I was doing small stuff here and there, uh, working with different animators. Um, then pandemic hit, I lost everything, but I didn't lose VO. And one day during the pandemic, I was sitting there and I was like, it's time. It, it's time that like, I, I have the time. <laughs> it's time to give all of this time to VO. And so I did. And I bought so much equipment um, thanks to uh, this theater that I worked for that our show got canceled, but they still paid us. And I said, you know, I'm going to use some of this money to get an equipment um, because before the pandemic, I was 
USB mic. And I'm like proud to say that. And I love that I was using it because like humble beginnings. <laughs> um, but it, I would like to say it wasn't difficult for me because again, I knew this medium, you know, I knew animation and I learned so much. There was so much more I still needed to learn. Um, so I started taking classes. Um, but I, I like to say that it wasn't as challenging as I thought it would be. Um, and a lot of people really supported me. A lot of people helped me see that I had a knack for this. Once I started kind of creating stuff on my own, just like fun voices and characters. And, and then I would just like post it like, Hey, like, look at this fun thing I did, you know? And I just, you know, again, thought it was fun. And people were like, Oh, this is, you know, Whoa, wait, this is good. Whoa. You can really. And I was like, wait, I, I was just having fun. But yeah, no, um, I don't think it was as difficult. Um, but going, you know, further down in my career, there was definitely difficulties um, navigating in terms of like, you know, fine tuning characters and understanding that like, just because these two voices sound similar, like there's a difference in them, the objective and, you know, that's all the acting work. The acting work, you know, can have its difficulties, but, you know, then becomes easy and is all about play. Well, yeah, because a lot of voice actors end up using similar sounding voices to to various characters, but those characters don't act the same. And that's yeah. what people need to understand is that yeah. it is about acting, not about the sound of the voice. Yeah. And, you know, there's that visual, too. You know, the visual to cartoons kind of takes you away from two different characters that may sound the same because they, they look different, you know. So. And what what would you say your strengths are? My strengths are, I'm that guy, <laughs> I'm that guy who they go like, be big or don't be afraid to be big. I'm like, okay, no problem. No problem. Um, I'm that guy. I feel like it's like, all right, let's reel it in. Let's bring it back. <laughs> uh, but I'm not afraid to um, challenge myself. Uh, I'm not afraid to play with my range um, and be in the moment and, and ad lib, uh, when necessary, of course. <laughs> um, I don't know. Theater is just really giving me that strength and bravery to just like step outside, be vulnerable and just, just do it. It doesn't matter who's watching. doesn't matter who's out there. doesn't, you know, um, I'm still on this journey, but I would still say a strength of mine is at least remembering that, Hey, let's have fun. Let's, this is fun. Let's have fun because then that takes away all the pressure. And, you know, you mentioned ad-libbing. Was there a moment where you ad-libbed something and they kept it in? Hmm. Uh, I actually, <laughs> actually, I'm waiting to find out if that happens for some of the things I've recorded. Um, so I have to see. But I do know that I've ad-libbed and that got me booked on certain things you know i throw my ad libs in and it's like oh this guy's making choices or this is the care you know like what i don't know whatever they're saying but i know um if it says ad libs or improvs welcomed i'm i'm ready i'm there i and, and it's not about being funny i'm not like oh i got this joke no it's about like what else would the character say in this moment maybe he you know, is just waking up and that's, that's an ad lib in itself. Maybe, you know, that, that means he could be a little bit cranky. You know, there's all of these different things. It's not about like, huh, this joke. 
Well, yeah, I mean, people need people tend to forget that ad libbing doesn't mean, you know, throwing in a last minute joke. It's also, you know, doing something completely different. Like they wanted, like they wanted you to go left, you go right, sort of thing. Yeah. No, totally. And um, yeah, again, (laughs) it's it's kind of hard to discuss these things whenever you know i have someone on who's like i'm working on a really big project that i can't talk about so i have to like really think about what i'm gonna say because you know i don't want to end up uh getting you to say something good to you <laughs> that you're not <laughs> allowed to good. say <laughs> uh so um you've worked on i'm guessing a lot of projects during pandemic time right yes and uh, did you ever get a chance to do a group record or is it just you? Yeah, I've done a few group records. Um, mostly I've done kind of like me and just one other person. Um, one time I got to do about like four people, which was awesome. Um, I've done some Walla, which is just a bunch of people, but you know, it's kind of, it's kind of like less of like you talk than I talk, then I talk again, then that other person talks. That's more like everybody at the same time. Here we go. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, no, the group, the group records are just like, it, it brings me back and it reminds me that, um, I just love playing off people. I love that energy and it's just so much fun to just like, hear somebody read a line. Oh, I didn't know that line could be read like that. And now I'm reacting differently. I, I miss that so much. Who is your favorite person to work with? Oh, my favorite person to work with, ah, is actually Courtney Lynn, who I know was just on the podcast. She is one of my favorite people. She has inspired me so much. I love that girl. She is the bomb. She is my first friend out here and I got to work with her previously before i even moved to la um so we have like a long history of just like kind of always uh either like auditioning for the same things or same projects or like being in similar things uh she and i got to work together on some nickelodeon promo commercials for youtube and that's how we met and then uh i like didn't get her information after we recorded it. And I was like, oh, I remember her name. It was Courtney, but I didn't get her last name. And then, like, we randomly took a class together, and I saw her, like, on the Zoom screen, and I just, like, messaged her immediately, and I was like, Courtney! And, like, she didn't, I don't think she knew it was me at first. And then I think I later talked in the class, and I said something. She was like, wait, Darius? Like, from the Nickelodeon thing? Like, it was super funny. But ever since then, um, We've got to meet in person and hang out and talk shop and just sh- share all the info that we can. Yeah, she is definitely one of my favorite people to work with, and I pray that we just continue to keep working together. No, she's really great. She's one of the best up-and-coming talents I've heard oh, in a while. without a doubt. Without a doubt. And that's what I want to mention, too, as well, is that over the years, especially during the pandemic – uh, a lot of new voices have <laughs> come onto the scene, and I yeah. really love that. Yeah. I really love that. Mm-hmm. And do you think? I mean, do you think that you know, with home recording being the the norm, has that made things easier for people to break into the business? You know, I love that question because there have been people that stopped doing VO because they're like, I have to do it from home. And, and these are top people. You know, these are top people that are like, look. 
I like going to the studio. You guys do it. And there's nothing on them. I don't, you know, mean to make those people sound bad or whatever. I respect that people are like, hey, like, you know what? I don't think I want to build a studio. And I think I'm good right now. I'm going to spend this time with my family or spend this time getting back into, you know, crocheting, whatever it be, you know. But so many people, on the other hand, were like, wait, I can potentially audition for Bang Zoom or, or Funimation or any of these companies. You just want a studio? I, I will buy I will buy a studio. You know, I'll buy the equipment. I'll start taking classes. I'll figure this out because all I want to do is be in an anime. You know, that, that could be someone's dream. And so I think that so many people got on this bus because, again, we have all this time. Um, people are finding the means to get, uh, you know, equipment, people are realizing that it doesn't cost $10,000 and, uh, yeah, people have really hopped on this bus. So, um, I've definitely seen a, a build, a build up in terms of, you know, actors, uh, you know, transition into VO. So many of my friends have reached out to me that I've either gone to school with, done shows with, and they're like, Hey, you're doing this. Like, what is, what is it? You know, I've gotten so many of my friends into the classes I've taken and everything because uh, all actors out there that are transitioning, I, I tell them every time, the, f- the first thing I always say, you already have a foot in the door. You're an actor, you you get acting, you get beats, you get tactics, you get, you already have a foot in the door. Now it's just like understanding like the fine points of this art form. Yeah, um, people need to realize that it's about acting you know, it's not about, you know, coming in and doing a funny voice because anyone can do that. I can do funny voices and I'm not going to get hired for, for a lot of roles because it's like, okay, you can do a funny voice, but can you keep that voice going for X amount of episodes? Can you, okay. Can you make that voice sound angry? Can you make that voice sound sad? You know, do that character falling off a cliff at midnight with one leg broken. Like, it's like, wait, oh, no, I could, all I could just say was Scooby-Dooby-Doo. I couldn't do all of it. You know what I mean? Like, it, yeah, it really is that. And another misconception is don't go in there saying, I want to be the next SpongeBob. Yep. We already have a SpongeBob. <laughs> he's here. He's, he's killing it still. <laughs> yeah, it's like we already have a SpongeBob. Focus on doing your own thing because mm-hmm. like people tend to forget is that, you know, people like Tom Kenny, Nolan North, Troy Baker, they didn't mm-hmm. come in saying they wanted to, to be the next so-and-so they came in, you know, doing their own thing. And that's how they got hey, noticed. I mean, Tom Kenny stand up. Nolan North was a baseball player. You know, Troy Baker was in a band. Like all these people have these different backgrounds that, you know, uh, kind of lead them to, oh, well, you know, this, you know, doing music, this doing stand-up, these things help me create these characters, you know? When I remember listening to Tom Kenny talk about when he auditioned for SpongeBob, and he had the comedic chops already. He created, he said that was a little bit of Stan Laurel and a little bit of Pee Wee Herman, and he had the, those chops to put those that character together. And I love, I love that he said something something about, like, if I don't get this one, they're making a mistake. And like, and, and not in a cocky way or a negative way. And like a, I get it. Cause I've worked to this point and, and, and that's what it's about. Yeah. And that, and it's scary to think that, I mean, it's not scary. It is amazing to look back and, 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 and realize, Oh man, 
the dude is almost 60 and he's still doing SpongeBob. Killing it. Oh, I got to see him live because he because he does music. I got to see him live a few months ago for free. He just did like a, a free little show um, at this farmer's market. And it was, oh my, like I was just, I was, I just loved all of it. I just like sat there like a kid in a candy store and I just loved it. He's great. That man can perform. No, it is. I just keep forgetting like, cause I, I keep forgetting he came from a stand-up background cause I was watching this, um, stand-up documentary and he was in the stand-up documentary we're like oh yeah he used to do stand-up yeah so so many so many vo people so many sketch comedy improv it's like yeah it's so easy for them to transition yeah no um frank welker um he yep. got discovered because he used to have this bit where he would do a dog and cat fighting on stage yeah. in a stand-up yeah. and one day someone like discovered him and said you should do voiceover and yeah. he became like one of the greatest living legends. And it's of so all time. crazy at that time, so many people like the the misconception was like animation is like the bastard child of performing or or you know like no you must be a film actor you must you know do this and it was just like people like look down on like animation it was just like this like ha ha thing like if you listen to like a lot of the uh, agents agencies that uh when they started their voiceover departments it's just awesome it's so awesome to hear how like it started from like a broom closet with someone holding a mic to like this huge place now i like i love that humble beginning story like and it's just awesome to see like the growth of like this field that we all love and respect and appreciate it's everywhere now like toys and promos and every you know like it's just everywhere now, um, you mentioned I Know That Voice, and one of the things I like about that documentary is that it exposes this this, this entire world that you would have never noticed otherwise. Because yeah. there's this like entire world of famous people that, <laughs> that do all these shows and, and video games that nobody knows what they look like, but everyone's yeah. heard them at some point in their lives. Oh, I, like, I say that all the time to people. I'm like, okay, and Jim Cummings, okay, y you probably wouldn't recognize, but you know him. You've, you know, like, uh, and then I'm just like, oh, well, you know, Winnie the Pooh, that's also, that's also Tasmanian Devil. Oh, that's also Pete. That's also, you know, like, and yeah, I tell my friends all the time and I geek out because I'm like, you know these people. That's the crazy thing. Like, you would recognize these people's voices before you'd recognize, like, the face of a celebrity in person. Because they don't all look, you know, because on screen they're just makeup and all this stuff. You wouldn't recognize them in person. But you would recognize his voice in less than two seconds. Oh, no. Um, as a kid, I, I – this is kind of embarrassing to admit, but um, as a kid, I knew Michael Dorm from his voiceover work. So mm -hmm. when, I, when I first saw um, Star Trek The Next Generation – for the first time as a, as a teenager, I'm like, I know that dude. That's I am Weasel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, such a great show. <laughs> I think I'm the only person that still remembers that show. <laughs> oh, no, that was a no, that was a great one. That was like and that was like in rep with uh, that was like Charlie Adler, Charlie, you know, like with Cow and Chicken and yeah. 
Oh, that was the show that made me fall in love with Charlie Adler, and I am yeah. so happy he, to to know that I've had people on the I've had know. people on the show that tell me he is a wonderful human being, and I'm happy to know that. Oh yeah, he teaches classes, and I've yet to take a class with him, but that's that's like on my bucket list. Uh, and my friend, uh, one of my close friends, did, and he like he just is like he never shuts up about it in the best way like i love it i'm like please keep telling me about it like make me fall in love with this man because i already want to take a class no he knows his stuff and like yeah, he does, and, oh. and that's and that's another thing that's so great about the the day the the, the so great about technology is that so many voice actors are offering classes and yeah. i and i and I implore people that if you want, if you're serious about wanting to get into the business, look up some of these classes and take them. You will not yeah. be disappointed. Yeah, no, that's that's true, and that's a whole. Oh man, and that's another thing. If we could get on that topic really quick, because um, I've had a very interesting journey with classes during the pandemic. I mean, it. I've taken some of the greatest classes. I've taken some of the you want how much money from me classes <laughs> like um uh, just been all over the place you know um i saw that uh ariana ratner ratner um got to do um a episode with you on the podcast uh oh, she's, she's great <laughs> my teachers love her to death she's amazing and definitely one of the like top people that i i always recommend i'm like go to her go to her go like she knows her stuff um, not about to, you know, I'm not about to mention other places. I don't even know, honestly, if I remember all these other places, because, um, while I was going to great places, all of the great people like her were telling me, you know, you can't just stay here. Like, you know, we want you to come back obviously, but you know, go, you know, go try other classes, go, you know, like mix and mingle, like figure out like what really is going to work for you. And I was like, oh, that's great advice. And trying to find other places was just like, it was like an up and down hill battle. Like it was, yeah. I mean, I, I've taken classes where at the end they tried to offer me like a $5,000 package and then continue to like message me is really weird. Um, I've taken classes where like they market it like it's a class and then it's just someone literally pressing play to a webinar. Um, it's just weird stuff. And it's like actors, not only do we need this, um, not only do we need the knowledge and to learn in class, but like we're, we're very much like people, people for the most part. And like, we want that interaction. I want that interaction. I want to talk to my teacher. I want to see my classmates. I want to like laugh and have fun. And so that was definitely a disappointment, but where I'm at now, I've definitely found like my group of classes, you know, the five places I'll kind of go in and out of to take classes. That's why, like, whenever I look up classes, I just, uh, uh, you know, go to people that I already know I'm familiar with or I already know. Or if I know someone who recommended a class to me, I, I'd be like, okay, that's that's a good class to recommend because I trust that person and they won't, you know, they won't lie to me. At least I hope not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Um, I always think that getting recommendations from people is the best, too. Like, I that's that's been my go-to with people like especially in this community like no one no one has lied to me and everyone is just trustworthy in the idea i'm like hey what what is and, and they'll tell you that hey this worked for me 
you let me know if it works for you or something like that, you know? And for the most part, like everyone's right because it's, we, we all have kind of like the general knowledge of like, okay, that was not that great. Okay. That was amazing. Okay. You know, so I really trust what people have to say. And, and, and that's what I love about voiceover as well is that people will be honest with you, but you know, understand that even if they're giving you, you know, um, the criticism that you, that's, you know, not, um, not very, uh, reassuring, understand they're doing it out of love. They're not saying, Oh, quit your job. You suck and blah, blah, blah. They're saying, okay, that was good, but I know you can do better. Yeah. I mean, that makes me think about like the investment of voiceover itself. You know, I have a lot of friends who have messaged me and I, I, I always try to kind of babysit people. I don't ever want to scare them. And I might have in the beginning of, you know, the pandemic when people were messaging me, but now I try to baby step them into like how to get into it. But like, I do want to let them know that honestly, it's like, Hey, like to get stuff, it'll cost a little bit, you know, it'll, it'll cost this and that. And, but man, I tell them, I'm like, but once you start, <laughs> it comes back so quickly. It's not even, I mean, not that I ever really like to talk about the money and whatever, but it's just like, as human beings, people in this world, we worry about finances and money. It's just natural. And, you know, I try to tell people, like, if you invest and you just work hard and you come to classes and you, you, you like, blood, sweat, and tears, like, you just do it, it will come back so fast, triple, quadruple, quintuple, like, it'll come back, <laughs> Well, yeah. Um, if that's another thing I always say is that don't go into this business expecting to make money because you're going to be disappointed. Yeah, don't, 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 don't. And like allow yourself to it's acting. You love to act like remember, like you're here to play. If you just take that out of the equation, it'll come. It'll slide its way back in under the radar and you'll be like, oh, like I love that. Uh. Who's it? Rob Paulson says that like sometimes when he gets checks, he's like, oh, well, I forgot I was getting paid for this. Like, you know, like it's that idea that like you're having fun, you're doing this thing you love. And then all of a sudden you check your mailbox. Oh, I just got paid for something. I, I forgot, you know, like versus like, you know, well, how much is this? How Honestly, like something I love that I've started doing is I get auditions and I skip how much it pays. And I know to some people that might sound crazy because they're like, well, what if it's not worth your time? Like, well, I'm going to be honest. One, it's from my agent, so it's always worth my time. But two, um, it it just – I it, it keeps me in that mindset to play. I love it. I'm just like, mm, cool. This is a script. I'm going to read – you know? One of, my, one of my teachers who also teaches with Ariana, Craig Lee Thomas, he always says, skip the spec, read the script. And so I always read the script, go back to the spec, uh, you know, do that about a few times. Then I just go and I start recording and I have fun and I have fun and it's not about the money. And then when I book it, then if I want to, I can look at the money because I'm going to get, you know, then maybe then that's the reward. I don't know. Like whatever process may work for people. Some people, again, may disagree and want to see that money because certain people might be at that level in their career where they can go, well, I, I need to look at if it's worth my time respect i have so much respect for that but for where i'm at right now i know that i was getting a lot of uh a little bit of anxiety um worrying about the money especially 
when I just get a random audition, I'm like, oh, wait, how much? How many zeros? And then I'm trying to audition, and that's just in my head. I'm just like, but if I get it, if I get it, I could. No, I got to just, just go have fun. So that's what I recommend to anybody and everybody, no matter what level you're at, really. But that's just me. No, I, I I agree. I think that's really good advice. And people get wrapped up in because I've seen people on Twitter say, oh, I want to be a voice actor because I want to make money. And I'm like, look, unless you're really, really good and you're booking like constantly, you're not going to make much. And that's the honest no. truth. No. You got to <laughs> you got to say, I want to be a voice actor because I I want to be because <laughs> I want to be broke I want a side job that I probably won't love, but I want to have this opportunity where I'm like kind of working odd jobs while doing something I love and I'm enjoying my life. Like you got to also take into consideration like and and I say broke as a joke, you know, but you got to take into this consideration uh, that you are able to welcome in that that struggle, honestly, financially. Now, for some people, you know they have experienced just like, you know, again, I've been an artist all my life. This is nothing new to me. I'm like, Oh, I don't have a lot of money right now. Cool. Normal. <laughs> I'm like, you know, again, money is not, does not make my world go around. So like, I know it'll come. I just have to keep playing. Um, but for some people like who do want to get into this and maybe have had a cozy job, you know, it's, it's different. It's different and it's hard and it's going to feel very uncomfortable. Um, but you have to like want that. Yeah, you're exactly right. It's, I, I, I don't even know what to say to someone who would say, I want to be voice actor cause I want to make money or be rich. <laughs> Ooh, wrong profession. No, because there was that thing, that whole thing when the pandemic first started, like a lot of on camera people thought that they wanted to get into voiceover because it's like, Oh, it's easy. It's, it's just, you plug uh, in a USB mic and it's done. Right? No. Yeah, don't no. get me started with that. I've seen that a lot too. Like it's easy. It's easy. Oh, oh my goodness. You have no idea. Even from having to be your own technician. Like it there are so many so many walls that you will hit. So many walls. Um when you start to go, you know, I've gone to online conventions and stuff and when you start to talk to people that have been doing this for about 15 to 20 years, even more than that, you start to see how much you really don't know you need to learn and and how much time this takes. And to those people who think they could just jump in, huh, good luck. Because, like, listening to those people and hearing what they know and what they've learned in their journey, I'm like, oh, okay. Like, not that I thought anything like those other people, but I'm like, I need to, I need to be on this journey for quite a long time to just to, – to just, be in a comfortable position to, to be like, ah, I know what I'm doing. Walking to the studio. Oh, okay. I do this. I do this. I'm good. You know, like, because we still face nerves and we still face like insecurity and stuff. And like that stuff takes time. So, yeah. I, I still remember like when I had David Kay on the show back in like 2019, I asked him like, was there ever a moment where you felt like I made it? And he said, no, because if ever there was a moment I, I say to myself, I made it, I get, you know, I'll, you know, let my guard down and I won't give my yeah. 100%. And yeah. he's right. <laughs> you know, there is no, I, I, I made I it. On another podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, because yeah. there is no, I made it. Right. It's, 
you're either working or you're not. And mm-hmm. I know that sounds harsh, but that's that's the reality. Yeah. I mean, Bob Bergen has said multiple times, I'm playing Porky Pig and I'm auditioning for Porky Pig. Like, they don't hand him Porky Pig. He works his ass off every day, every morning. He gets up and and works his ass off, you know? And it's like, and he's, I mean, that's top tier to me. That's top tier right there. But He's not handed any of that stuff. He's not like, you know, he will say, you know, people be like, oh, you've been the voice of Porky Pig. Or you are the voice. And he's like, I'm not the voice. I've, you know, I've, I've gotten the role, you know, several dozen times or whatever it be, but I'm not, you know, I have to keep auditioning for it, you know? Um, and so, you know, it goes along with that idea that, yeah, I mean, like, what is, what is making it? I don't even like, here's, here's what I would like to say, you know, I, I would like to take that idea away and like push that away and just say like, what is this concept of like, or what is the, I maybe idea would be the right word of like, I've reached a point where like, man, like I either got a role or work with someone or whatever. That's just like, if I died today, I would be satisfied or happy. Like something like that, you know, because like we want, we always want more. I mean, that's just the, the, you know, the kind of curse of all of this, you know, in a way it's kind of like, Ooh, that was fun. Okay. I want more, you know? And I had to kind of work with myself to find that like, Hey, you need to be satisfied. Like when you get stuff, don't just be like, Ooh, I did it. Okay. What's next? Like you got, you did something that's, that's great. Like congratulate yourselves and be satisfied with that, you know? Um, and so I feel like I've kind of, you know, like, kind of hit somewhat of a point like that where I'm like, I, I could be happy, like knowing that I did these things. I am not, you know, comfortable or or like fully satisfied, but I know that I'm like, wow, like if I, you know, if I died tomorrow, like I, I at least get to say like, I, I got to do that thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, um, I understand that. And, and I'd be lying if I said, you know, doing the podcast and talking to a lot of like people that I grew up watching as a kid wasn't immensely satisfying and fun. But at the same time, it's like, okay, that was fun to do. But what about the next guest? What about the next guest? What am I doing for this week? What am I recording for next week? You know, like have some sort of set schedule. Because Mm -hmm. Here's the truth. If I'm not doing anything, I feel like I feel like shit, honestly. I feel like I'm wasting my time if I'm not doing anything. I need to do like something. I need to have like some sort of project to mm-hmm. to keep my mind stimulated. Otherwise, I'm just going to feel like I'm doing nothing. Right. Yeah, no. I I 100% agree. So it's like it's either, you know, doing the podcast or doing some writing or, you know, st- and brainstorming some ideas or just like just Finding anything to keep me busy is is like really important, especially in the, <laughs> with these days, you know. Yeah, no, I mean, we got to find something to do during this time. I mean, that kind of goes back to this whole journey of so many people going like, so many actors being like, "There's got to be something theatrical I could do," you know. And I'm not gonna lie. I mean, obviously, I said I was doing voiceover before, but when this all hit and I had all this time, I was like, "I'm, I want to give my all to this," you know. We got to have something. I mean, we thrive off of creativity and, you know, just all different art forms, you know, like we, that's our bread and butter. That's our, the air we breathe. Well, yeah, because like I said, if you're not working, then you're not going to, you know, you're, then you're not doing anything. And if you're not doing anything, then what's the point? 
Yeah. And I mean, there's also that misconception of people wanting to get in voiceover and they're like, I, I, I guess a while ago I joined this, this group on Facebook and I see a lot. It, it's very much like, I think it, it's very much like fans of anime um, and less of voiceover you know, actors and a lot of people on there are like, Oh man, this is so cool. Like I want to be a voice actor and I want to do this. And I'm, you know, and there's that misconception of people just definitely thinking like, I want to do this. So like, I'll just like email Funimation or I'll just, you know, and, and no offense to those people, because I mean, like if I wanted to be a doctor, I had no idea what to do. What do I do? Go, go into a hospital and go up to a nurse and say, Hey, uh, I want to be a doctor. Like, obviously no, you know? So uh, so these, a lot of, a lot of the people in the group, uh, they, they, they talk about, you know, again, like being fans and wanting to join voice, you know, like voiceover communities and stuff. And that's what I always try to share with them is like, Hey, don't worry about like, Oh, like, okay, I want to do this. So how can I be on like a show that's streaming on Crunchyroll? Like start from the bottom, you know, like, Hey, there are so many different sites out there and people that are just like making animation on like software dirt cheap and they just need voices start there start start where like honestly like a small percentage of people might see your work and I like hate to say that but like it's like you know not everybody is seeing everything but like like those are the places like certain places where people will like post stuff where it's like okay it's not TikTok or this or that and like not everyone in the world is watching it. it like you need to start somewhere where like you're just exercising your your muscles exercising your voice exercising these things to get you comfortable to get to that point where you're like I'm ready to audition for you know the next anime that you know Funimation is going to be putting out or this or that so yeah yeah, because there are a lot of fan projects that need voice actors. And I see, you know, casting directors on Twitter posting auditions for, you know, fan projects. And I'm like, okay, yeah. Fana, if you want to, you know, uh, uh, you know, if you want a vo voiceover gig, there you go. You know, audition yeah, for that. No, I mean, it blows up on Twitter. Like, I, I, I'm not really in the big on the VO community in Twitter, but like, I... And I recently joined some of the groups just because, you know, my friend was telling me about it. And I was like, I got to see what this is about. This sounds great. Um, and my friend sends me stuff sometimes. It's just like, hey, like, check out this thing. Like, I booked or something like that. And and I'm like, whoa, like, there's a huge community on Twitter, which is, that's great. Because, like, that's, again, a great place for, like, people to start and just, like, exercise their muscles. Yeah, because people are still making, you know, YouTube animations are still a thing. Fan projects are still a thing. Comic dubs are still a thing. So, you know, yeah. take your pick. And, yeah, you know, I mean, those might not pay, um, you know, amazing or anything like that. But it's a start. It's a yeah. way to get your foot in the door. Yep. The first projects I worked for that I got paid for uh, – was I was working for a college student. He was paying me between five and fifteen dollars, and I said, "Cool, that's great, yeah." Because before that, I wasn't getting anything. Actually, when he said that, I was, I, I was through the moon. I was, I did a backflip. I was like, "Whoa, I'm getting paid for voiceover!" Like, you know, and and it, it just starts there. Like, it starts there. Humble beginnings. I'll say it all the time. Like, we have to like 
respect that step and like honor that step in our career. You know, like so many of us want to, we, we do like, we see these people and we want to jump to where those people are. You know, we see these great people, we, I, you know, idolize or whatever. And we're like, wow, like I want to be that. And we got to respect that. It, it just doesn't take, you know, one, one move to get to the top, you know, so many steps. No, I've, I've known people who, you know, back in 2017 were doing, they were doing fan animations and now they're just starting out in VO. Now they're starting to build up a resume and it's crazy yeah. to think that, you know, back in, you know, five years ago, they were doing like YouTube animations. Oh yeah. 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 No, one of my friends who started out, I, I started working with him in grad school and he started doing his own stuff. And then, uh, he worked up to being an animator currently on Archer right now. And so, you know, it, it again, it's about that growth and just starting out, whether you're making your own stuff, whether you're setting a mic up and just going like, hmm, okay, what's that character I like in World of Warcraft? Oh, or, you know, whatever it be. Oh, he's an ogre. Okay, I'm not going to do him, but like, what if I do like my own ogre? And what if he's like old? And what if he's like beaten down? Like, whatever it be and just playing, honestly, because... That's like, that's my story. You know, that's what I did. I was like, I was like, all right, I love anime. And there's always this like protagonist tone that like kind of is like in the general realm of a protagonist. What do I think that sounds like? So I started playing around with that and I was like, wait, I can kind of make this sound like it's kind of cool that like to me, I'm like, I listen back and I'm like, that sounds like the protagonist who's like happy go lucky or whatever, or never going to give up, you know? And it's like, that playing around again, going back to just playing, you know, that playing around like led me somewhere. It did. It literally did. It led me to like, uh, you know, creating these things, putting them online and posting them and, and honestly just being like, Hey, you know, like, Hey, check this thing out. I did, you know, I was having a lot of fun doing it. And that led me to jobs actually, you know, and I'm really proud to say that. And I'm not really, honestly, I'm not a big social media person, but when it comes from an honest place like that, like me posting about something I love, like I'll post it. I'll definitely post it. I'll definitely say something like, Hey, like this is a thing I love that I'm doing right now during these hard times. And it's keeping a smile on my face. Like, you know what I mean? Well, yeah, I mean, I I would imagine if I worked on something really big, I'd be like, yeah, I worked on this and I'm happy with it. I don't really care if it gets like a billion likes or whatever. It's like, hey, I I want people to know I worked on this. Yeah, you know, and then it gets kind of people into that knowledge of like, oh, you know, like Darius is a voice actor, you know, like this person's a voice actor, you know, like it kind of gets people to, you know, share that information. You know, I've had a lot of people message me just either having a friend that they know who wants to get into VO or themselves wanting, you know, like, or people are just like, oh, Darius does. And that makes me feel like something's working, you know? <laughs> like, I, I shared the information that, you know, I do voiceover or here's some voices I did. And people are like, oh, well, like, he's actually good at it, uh, you know, and or, you know, he knows his stuff or something. And, and I get to just, like, help people and guide people and I think that has really started to show me that I really love that you know so eventually I definitely want to teach um and just share this knowledge you know I love talking about VO you know like I I felt like you could be really good at something but that doesn't mean you want to talk about it all the time necessarily you know like 
I, I'm a dancer. I love to dance. And I feel like I know people who like eat, sleep and breathe dance, you know? And I don't know if I eat, sleep and breathe it. I don't know if I could be able to talk about it because I've only been doing it since I was about like 19 or 20. And I've danced with people who have been doing it in diapers, you know? So, um, so I don't know, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if I could talk about it to the day I die, but like voiceover, like, is this different thing for me where I'm like, no, like, let's talk about it. Let's, let's talk about it. Cause I'm here. I get it. I, I've done all the research. This is my thing. And, you know, speaking of, you know, voiceover, um, you, um, well, I wouldn't say recently cause I'm pretty sure this was recorded like years ago, but you got on a Netflix show and I think that's a pretty big accomplishment. Yeah, yeah, Inside Job on Netflix. Yeah, if you haven't watched it, guys, go watch. It's hilarious. Um, but yeah, you know, I definitely love to talk about that because that was my first union job, my first big VO job that, like, you know, obviously was on some type of streaming network. And uh, man, I, I like, I can close my eyes and I know what time of day it was. <laughs> where I was and everything when I got that message, you know, and, and I just froze. Um, and I was like, I think I just got my first job. And not only was that like my first job, that was my first job through my agency, which got yeah, every actor's, you know, journey slash nightmares, like being with an agency and being like, Oh my God, they hired me. But what if I can't like show up to the plate? You know what I mean? Like, what if I'm getting all these auditions? Um, and and yeah, you know, like that was such an amazing journey. Um, just honestly to learn for myself, you know, like I went back to my audition and I immediately was like, okay, like what do I think I might've done right? You know what I mean? And that was the audition I was talking about earlier. You know, I, I did a lot of, you know, ad libs cause they were welcoming that. And the episode and the character, you know, was all set in the eighties. So I did some research on the eighties, you know, uh, I was born in the nineties, but I, but the eighties is actually funny enough, like my favorite era, like favorite time era, you know, like gosh, Michael Jackson and like just so much good music and art and just the, the style. I love it. But, um, yeah, you know, I did my research and I was like, okay, like what was the lingo, you know, what was the, like, how did kids interact? Because I was auditioning for a kid. Like, what was, you know, like, all these things. So, you know, I was, like, kind of throwing in, like, tubular, you know, and, like, you know, uh, wicked or barf me out. Like, all these, like, kind of, you know, 80s things. Um, and I just threw that into my audition. And, you know, and that was the one I booked. And so I got to record with the incredible Shion Takeuchi from Gravity Falls and she was amazing such a fun director to work with i mean i just like i just love when i get to laugh in the room and you know and i get to feel comfortable and and i and we really get to talk and get to know each other and uh i just i i hope somewhere in the future i get to work with her again just to like collaborate again because it was so much fun but yeah i mean like getting to finally watch the episode and hear my voice was that's a milestone, you know? And that's what I was talking about earlier. I was like, you know, like, I'm, you know, it's not a lead. It's not, you know, the, the, the main character or whatever, but I'm like, but, but I heard my voice. And if I died tomorrow, I'll be like, Hey, I got to hear my voice, you know? And like that, that makes me 
happy. You know, it's not that I'm like satisfied. Like I'm, I'm going to keep going, you know, like I'm going to keep going till I, till I, till I can't, you know, but that makes me happy, you know? No, it's especially impressive because it's a, it's an adult animated show and it's a show filled with celebrities. So whenever I hear an actual voice actor or someone who I haven't heard of, I'm like, I wonder who that person is because yeah, it's usually yeah. just celebrities and that's fine. I understand. But at the same time, it's like, you know, it is nice hearing, uh, you know, VO talent oh, and on these oh, shows. 100, 110%. I mean, and I get it. I get that there's this like, Whew, I mean, this is a whole nother conversation. How much time we got? Like, that's a whole nother conversation about, you know, the whole celebrity talent thing and everything. And to me, there is this other like thin line, right? Where there's this celebrity who like, oh, we know them, but like, we don't know that they actually do voiceover and they actually love voiceover and they're actually really freaking good at it. You know, like there are people that are just like, I'm like, wow, this, they do a lot of voice. I mean, like, Maybe not the best example, but I mean, like, look at Nick Kroll, you know, like, he's a, he was a big, you know, TV film guy, you know what I mean? But, like, he created Big Mouth, and he's done tons of VO stuff, and he's like, no, I, he has a knack for that stuff, you know? Like, so many people, and there's, and there's people um on Inside Job, you know, like, who are, who are some of the leads, but, like, I've seen or heard them. And other animation projects and stuff. So there is that thin line. And then, of course, as we all know, there's the other side where they're just a celebrity and they're, excuse me, they're doing their thing. And we're kind of like, well, you know, you could have hired a voice actor, but whatever. It's the business. I get it. I get it. But um, I also didn't get to share uh, <laughs> a highlight. A highlight of recording that show was actually... Um, so remember back at the beginning of this uh, this recording when I talked about I know that voice. Well, you know, for you and I who have watched it, we know that one of the main people that had that created the documentary was John DiMaggio, and uh, so he's on Inside Job, and he is probably like at the top of like my you know, like most inspired VO list. <laughs> like he is just because, and because of, you know, I know that voice, you know, and he was such a huge part of that and creating this love letter that thus inspired me to be here, to be talking to you right now, you know? And so I, uh, in that episode, I got to do like a one-off character, you know, his character just had one line. Um, and it was in this scene where John DiMaggio plays a teacher and the character I played uh, just stands on top of a desk and does like the dead poet society thing. Oh, captain, my captain. And I mean, it was just that line. I just said, Oh, captain, my captain. Right. But like when I was recording it, I, for one, I didn't know I was going to, you know, be in a scene with him and he wasn't there or anything, you know, but to do that character and hear his voice come out and then me have to react to that. Cause uh, that's how we did it. You know, it was like ADR it like you know i was so emotional inside and i was like and i held it together but i was like that meant so much to me and it was just such a little moment i mean like we did it like maybe like two takes and it was like all right good you know but it was like like uh, to me that was like i got to be in a scene with him that meant the world to me did i get to meet him did we get to do it recording live no 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 but like that was a milestone for me and my first job my first job like he just happens to be on that show it's just like 
to me full circle, you know? Yeah, no, um, it is pretty impressive. I was just about to point that out. It's like, oh yeah, I forgot John DiMaggio's like the only voice actor on the on the on the main cast, if I remember correctly. Yeah. So I mean, then that's pretty impressive. It's like, hey, you know, you went from, you know, you know, your main inspiration, you know, one of your main inspirations, and to to working with your with your inspiration. I think that's that's pretty 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 beautiful. I think. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's definitely full circle, meant to be. <laughs> like poetry, full circle. <laughs> yeah, no, it really is. No, uh, and like I said, it is pretty impressive seeing, like, up-and-comers in these types of shows. Because, like, okay, yeah, you know, they're probably going to give, you know, up-and-comers, like, these, you know, one-shot characters. But they make the most of them. And I think that's what stands out to me. Because, like, yeah. yeah, sure, the celebrities are fine and all you know they're they're passable some are good some are decent but you know the stuff i look out for nowadays is you know the one-off characters because i think that's where most people shine nowadays yeah i mean like gray griffin is like one of the main people that's also a voice actor that just does like all the you know tertiary characters on the show you know a lot of the 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 women on the show or you know other characters whether it be something that's human or not like i recognize her voice immediately and i was like yeah that's great griffin great choice great choice to have on the show <laughs> oh speaking of john dimaggio there's like really funny line where in the reptilian episode they were talking about we did this and we did that and we got k rule and smash oh and i think god <laughs> dude when they did that i like jumped up and down i was like yes smash bros reference I loved it. I was like, yo, who are the writers? Like, I was like, the writers on this show, they get it. They get it. Like, here's my thing. I started to, like, compare these writers to, like, the Futurama writers. Because in, in my mind, like, Matt Groening has the smartest writers in, like, animation history. From, like, The Simpsons and Futurama and, like, Disenchantment. Like, he has the smartest writers. And then just, like, from the comedy to, like, the... um just like all the kind of Illuminati, like government stuff on Inside Job, I'm like these people are smart. They're smart. Hey, and 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 I don't know if people agree with me. I don't even care. Like they're smart to me, and I and I just love it. And that's funny, you know. And that's like such a pop culture reference. I mean, like I know all the all the nerds in my community were just freaking out at that. I was like, oh my god, it's so funny. That's now, so funny. Now, one of my other favorite jokes is the JFK episode where we meet who really killed JFK. And uh-huh. and again, if, if any other person voiced this character, I wouldn't have really cared. But the fact that they got Alex Hirsch to do the voice really oh, made me laugh because he was just right. hilarious. <laughs> so good, man. Yeah, no, he was in the first – him and Xi'an, were, they, they were both in the first episode. I caught that, and I was like, ah, I love that. Like, I just love it. You guys deserve it more than deserve it. Yeah, no, it is pretty amazing because I, I, I mentioned this before in a previous episode, but it is amazing to me how, you know, Gravity Falls opened up the door for a lot of creators. And now, like, everyone who worked on Gravity Falls went on to create, like, really great mm-hmm. shows and movies. Yeah. And it's just yeah. more of this, please. <laughs> yeah, that was a great era, you know, like, it was a great era for that show and just so different from anything like that was on Disney at the time like man <laughs> definitely a different show 
Yeah, no, uh, I mentioned this before, but, you know, uh, Gravity Falls did more in two seasons than most shows do in five. And that is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Completely. (laughs) That show is... It's on on a, a different planet. It's so good. Yeah, it, and it, it is still, like, the only show where I go back to, and I, and I swear this is true, I go back to that show and I notice something I didn't notice, like, uh, yeah, various yeah, viewings. Yeah, no, there's so many people that do, like, Easter egg videos and all this stuff about that show, because they're like, and, and again, you know, it goes to these writers and these creators and all these people, they're, like, putting, you know, they're, they're like, and these are for the smart people. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, uh, anyway, it's been like an hour now, and I'm pretty sure you you, you got to be uh, somewhere, so I won't keep you any longer than I have to. So um, before we go, um, can you give us an update on what you're currently working on, and where can people find you online? Yeah, what am I currently working on? <laughs> I am I'm doing some commercials and stuff here and there. Um, let's see. Um, I have something coming out on Netflix and honestly, like in a few days, I think the 15th be on the lookout for a new anime movie that's coming out. Um, I just booked my first, uh, my first supporting role in an anime that we'll be recording in probably about a month or two from now. Um, so I'm really excited for that. That was like another one of those things that I'm like, Hey, if I die tomorrow, like, you know, I got to be like this character. Um, and you can find me on Instagram. Uh, my Instagram name is It's Hilarious Darius. Um, Facebook, just Darius Johnson. Uh, I'm always down for helping people. Um, I have done private sessions with people for free because I love to help people. And I just love this art form. Um, and... I'm also uh, creating content with some of my friends, some of my actor friends. We do, I'll do music videos where I'm dancing. We're writing different sketches. So um, again, you can probably check that out on Instagram. And also you can check out my personal website, which is DariusMJohnson.com. Um yeah, and you can see all my content there from voiceover to dance to film and TV. And, yeah, and, and that's me. I mean, I'm going to be in L.A. for a while. Um, I just want to say this, like, my dream, which I know will happen soon, so check me out. I want to be invited to a con one day so I can uh, – be continue to just share my knowledge and share my stories i know i can just go to one and i will just go to one i'm going to go to tons but um i hope to be invited to one one day so i can share my knowledge for not only just like young actors and voice actors in the community but also the black community and um a lot of young black uh youth coming up that want to either do acting or performing voiceover, whatever it be. And I want to provide them just another person in in their community that they can look up to, to know that they can reach these goals. Hey, I can be just like that person. Hey, he might've had a similar life than me and he can, he did this or whatever it be. I love to give back, especially to uh, my communities. So yeah, 
hope to be invited to a con one day. I know it'll happen, so I'm not stressing. But until then, uh, you guys can catch me in L.A. I'll be here, and I'll just keep on working, getting my name out, and having fun. Thanks so much for taking the time off to do this. This has been a lot of fun, and if you ever want to come back, hit me up anytime. Oh, yeah, you know I'm down. <laughs> All right, take care. Bye-bye. All right, see ya.